Welcome, welcome, welcome. I could say, like, back for the first time, because we're re-recording. The very first time. This is the first time, but not. We're re-recording our first podcast episode. This is the inaugural, or re-inaugural, episode of the Mad Podcast. The Phantom Podcast. The Phantom Podcast. Mobile Advertising Digest. You are here right now with myself, Chad Arendel, and also the co-host, we're both co-hosts, Brendan Butts. Brendan Butts. Yes, um, and we are here. The purpose of this podcast and the purpose of our mission is to let people know what the heck is mobile advertising. That's true. What is mobile advertising? Mobile advertising is, I'll tell you what it's not first, because those are the questions. Usually when I tell someone, yeah, uh, I work in mobile advertising, they're like, oh, that's cool. So you like, you know, put ads on your car and drive around. That's that's mobile. And yeah, it's the billboard truck. It's a billboard truck, right. And no, that is not what mobile advertising is. Uh, mobile advertising is advertising that is done via a device that can be portable. So it's something that you see on your phone. It's something that you see on your tablet or your phablet if you really so want to get So not the billboard truck. Sorry, no, not the billboard truck. So mobile advertising is anything that is essentially digital advertising on a phone, tablet, any type of device like that that you carry around with you that's mobile. It's like a mobile device, a mobile phone. So know. there's a couple terms. There's mobile web. Mobile web, yes. There's in-app. There's in-app, yep. So mobile web is when you are viewing a website in your mobile browser. In-app is you're playing Clash of Clans, you're playing chess What's a browser, though? You said uh, mobile browser. What's that? Like Chrome or the built-in browser or Safari or Safari. whatever they're called on iOS. Uh, in-app is an ad that you see when you are playing a game or in an application that you have installed on your smartphone. Could it be something like uh, the Southwest Airlines app? I don't know that they have ads, do they? I don't know, but I'm saying, is that an app? Is that, that is saying? absolutely an app. If it was there? Okay. Clash of Clans is also an app. Okay. Clash of Kings is an app. Clash of Kings. Bomb, Bomb Beach. See, this is why those <laughs> those advertisements are, are good, because I can't even think of any other apps but those silly game apps right now. I hate those games. Advertisers love them. I, I mean, they're say. the best. Advertisers <laughs> love them. Selling yeah. out. If you want to sponsor us. We're easy. We will say Basically. nice things about no, you. No, we're totally kidding. We're, sell out. we're objective. So yeah, that's what mobile advertising is. There is a big difference, technically speaking, between a mobile web ad and an in-app ad. But for all intents and purposes, as far as the people are concerned, they're both things or ads that you see when you're on your phone. Just so you know, you can reach us on Twitter at the Mad Podcast. Correct? Yeah. Should we start over again? No. Oh. Why? I don't know. We're doing so well. Inaugural. Uh, at the Mad Podcast on Facebook at Facebook. Facebook.com slash Mad Podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not actually 100% sure. Let's just double check. Right. So that's. Right now, I'm going to go type in Mad Podcast on Facebook and look how many <laughs> things come up. up. <laughs> you got you to you gotta put the dots in there. It's M dot A dot D. Really? I think M so. M dot A. Why did I set it up like that? Dot A dot D podcast? 
You know, nope. look on the sidebar, <laughs> look on your pages or something. Is there, yeah, you got to look on there. I got two there pages. You, Where? No, you named it oh. a long name. Oh, it's Mobile it Advertising mobile. Digest. <laughs> like a dingus. So, facebook.com slash mobile advertising digest, no wow. punctuation. Yeah. And you would get to us. If you go right now, you can be the second person to like our page. Right. You get the two get on that. That we didn't pay. Right. We definitely didn't pay the first person. Nope. Right? Did we? Oh my god, we did, didn't we? So, you can also email us if you want to send us feedback, if you want to get in touch, if you want to tell us that we suck, which <laughs> we definitely haven't gotten any emails like that. Nope, never. Uh, podcast at mobilefuse.com. Uh, my Twitter is at Brendan Butts. That's B-R-E-N-D-A-N-B-U-T-T-S. And Chad, yours And mine is, is at Mr. Chadwick, M-I-S-T-E-R-C-H-A-D-W-I-C-K. Awesome. So, back to our regularly scheduled content. Yeah, our regularly scheduled content. So, right now, our content that we will be delivering to you today is basically just a general top-down approach. We promise we know what we're talking about, but we're just going to keep it simple in this one, as you could tell by the, the playful banter that's been going back and forth. Yes, all our other podcasts are very serious and have no comedic elements at all, so do not go and listen to them if that's what you're looking for. Yeah, we deliberately cut out a lot of uh, my my uh, personal soundboarding that I did before. Something. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm going to splice that in, though. Hold right. on. Don't say anything for a second. How crazy! Top down! Top down! Be mad! Yeah. Yeah, that was interesting <laughs> of me to do. Right. Um, but we're refined now, so we're just going to give you give you what you want, which is uh, some some information here. So just generally, like, how did this whole thing evolve? Where did it come from? Like everybody kind of not everybody kind of kind of knows, but people are aware of how um, print advertising has evolved. They're aware of how television advertising has evolved because. Excuse me, that stuff, or at least, you know, television kind of started on, on with radio first, and then we got TV, so people could advertise on TV, so that there were actually humans moving pictures and things representing uh, the words that we normally heard. Um, but then we got into things advertised on phones, and what was interesting about it is, obviously, at the beginning of this whole thing, people had flip phones, and they had little snake games on their phone. I love snake it was a little like deet doot deet doot kind of stuff, and you weren't seeing pictures, and you weren't really being advertised to that much, unless you got one of those handy dandy SMS text messages. Yeah, the first mobile advertisements, and those are the ones that made your parents yell at you, like, "Please stop charging random stuff to my bill because <laughs> that cost me an extra twenty five cents every time you do that, and you know you're never going to succeed in life, so stop it." I remember seeing a commercial for the Red Cross, and it said, text uh, this number, you know, 68211. Don't actually text that number. Right. Uh, and it will don and, and donate $10 to the Red Cross. And, and someone will come extract blood from you. <laughs> and, and, well, some I, I knew somebody uh, that sent, like, Ten text messages to it, like yeah, man, it's really easy to donate to the Red Cross. All you have to do is send ten, you know, send a text message, and then they donate ten dollars. And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> you donate ten dollars. Yeah, it charges your bill. It charges for that. your bill, and they're like, uh oh, oh no, yeah, <laughs> oh no. So that's how advertising worked for for a period of time, and then we got um, a little bit closer to the age that we are currently in with with Blackberries and stuff like that. Um, those even still didn't really have 
the same types of advertisements that we see today. They like Blackberries today don't even have the same kind of ads that they used to have because you had your little trackball and you were rolling that little cursor around and all this kind of stuff, and it felt like a just a weird little mini computer mousey thing. Does Blackberry um, still exist today? Yeah, it does. Huh. And guess what? They're doing better than you are, okay? So don't you slander BlackBerry. <laughs> okay. Uh, or RIM, for that matter. I mean, you're, you're absolutely right. I shouldn't. Um, <laughs> no, the, but they still do things. I saw a BlackBerry the other day. A person was on it. The very Target. first mobile web, you didn't really have mobile websites, right? Right. There, were, there weren't really mobile websites. And so that's where I would say at that period in time, there was a little bit of overlap between advertisements or little banners that you saw when you were on your computer and you saw ads at the bottom of pages and what you saw on your phone it was just a shrunken version of pages literally that like you didn't have to submit um an ad in a particular size there wasn't necessarily like ad units and all this kind of stuff which you know later down the road we get into the nuances of what ad units are and sizes and all those types of things but it was just a little shrunk down version of an actual website and that's what you dealt with um it was probably so small that you didn't even click on it it would be very hard as, like picking up one grain of rice with chopsticks. As time has gone on, uh, we've gotten better at detecting the kind of device someone is using yep. and presenting a different website or a differently formatted website to them. Uh, responsive web design actually seeks to uh, make it so that you can design one website and have it be scalable and look nice on any size uh, browser, be it a, a small phone or a tablet or a desktop monitor. So now ads can basically intelligently annoy you. Right. If, and that's, your, if that's how you feel about them. There's also, uh, when you make a website request, yep. you're sending along device and browser information, which can be used to say, well, this person's on a, a phone, let's show them this ad. Or this person's on a desktop, let's show them this ad. Or they're on a tablet, let's show them this ad. Sure, yeah. And all those ads, like it could, those ads can be delivered as part of like a, a mixed strategy, all from the same agency or brand. And they can just know, hey, we have uh, this mock up for the desktop, we have this mock up for the mobile, um, you know, handheld device, and then we have this mock up for a tablet. And they'll give you all the different ad sizes and dimensions and stuff like that. Because also, too, what comes with it is like the functionality of all those things. You can do a few more. You have a little, a few more options on a desktop as far as ads go than um, on a mobile device. Why is that? Well, one of the big reasons why is because of the cookies, and another huge one is because uh, mobile devices do not really allow for flash content, which is another thing that people use for better or for worse on desktop um, to do some pretty wild things with ads. Interesting. So for, yeah. to make rich media ad units and stuff like that? Oh, yeah. And that sounds like something we're going to get into in the future, if I Yeah, we guess. definitely haven't recorded that podcast nope, yet. No, we haven't. I'd say that's probably episode two or three. We're predicting the future, <laughs> basically. So we're so smart. Um, but, yeah. So then now I think everybody kind of gets, generally speaking, like what mobile ads look like or what they are. Maybe they don't know exactly what they look like, but they know where they're going to show up. They're probably going to be at the bottom of your screen. They're probably going to be, oops, accidentally on top of the content you were looking at. They might show themselves uh, in between screens if you're playing an aim, uh, an aim, a game on your phone. It might be a little video that plays um, for 15 or 30 seconds. It could be any of that stuff. But I think people know now, obviously, just because we were helping 
to bring that up. Um, so what's what the, those are? What's the process for? Uh, the life cycle of an app. Oh, the process. That's good. Um, because some people know they're like, okay, great. Yeah, I know. That little stupid thing at the bottom of my phone or, or whatever, or the video ad that played before I was trying to impress somebody with a really cool song and I couldn't because of this pre-roll ad. How did it get there and why is it there? It's like, is it you guys' fault? Is it advertising companies like, like, like a mobile fuse? Is it your fault for putting it there? The answer is not really, but kind of. So where this whole thing starts is that a brand, um, and let's just say Target, because I was at Target the other day, so I'm going to do that one. So Target says, we want to make sure that people know, um, and since this is the first one, I guess, that the holidays are coming up. This is our first episode in 2015. So the holidays are coming up for Thanksgiving and Christmas. We want people to know this is a place you come for your Black Friday deals, and then after Black Friday... You come here and you do your Christmas shopping and stuff like that. So we have 15% off of fuzzy slippers and all this kind of stuff. So they know that, right? They design a little mock-up ad. And everybody's probably seen a Target ad to advertise for all the things that they have off. Coming to the store for XYZ discounts and stuff like that. Now they need some help distributing that advertisement, that advertisement and getting in front of the people that they want to see it. So they're going to talk to, in most cases, an advertising agency. And those are the people um, that coordinate directly, usually, with the brand about what the creative, a.k.a. the ad, is going to look like. The brand is Target? The brand is Target. So they're going to be, so the advertising agency is going to be working with Target, making sure that um, the messaging is good and the advertisement itself like looks nice and is aesthetically pleasing and all that kind of stuff. So once they square that away... Then they're probably going to need to find out, okay, what websites and apps can we get to allow our ad to show on? And what does Target want to target? What does Target want to target? Yeah, how how can Target hit the mark <laughs> or get a bullseye? You know, see, see they, they should hire us for the slogans instead of the agency. No, I'm just kidding. But So then they're going to need to know that, right? And it's basically, you can imagine there's so many websites and apps out there. Um, it would be particularly difficult for that same ad agency that did all the creative design and help with the messaging and all that. It'd be difficult for them to then go out and individually reach out to, um, you know, like ESPN or CBS or nastygal.com or like any of all those places, um, by themselves. So they're going to need some help. So then they're probably going to do one of two things. One, they're going to. Yeah, they're yeah they're gonna reach out to an advertising network, and I think Mobile Fuse, where we work, probably falls into that category. And the thing that an advertising network brings to the table is, we have established relationships with all these different websites and applications, and really like if I can call them like parent sites and stuff like that. So, in the same way that um, a larger company owns a bunch of different like food chains and stuff like that. Um, there's these large parent companies. That What's an example? A, a parent company like Cox Media mm-hmm. owns a bunch of different is media Clear outlets. Clear Channel one. Clear Channel is one. Um, like I think Radio One is probably another one. What about uh, like ESPN? ESPN, or would well, that be Disney? Disney, yeah, Disney would be a great <laughs> example of one. So Disney 
they you could we would know Disney or have a relationship with Disney. So not then, that we do. Not that we do, but if we knew Disney, we could go, Hey Disney, like we have this target ad that we would like to advertise on all your different properties, so then you'd see it show up on ESPN, you'd see it show up in a bunch the, of different the places. The Disney Channel. The Disney Wait, Channel. On uh, I'm sure there are. <laughs> Probably, yeah. We're pretending like we don't know for sure. Definitely don't watch the Disney Channel. <laughs> <laughs> Never, ever have talk. done that. Yeah, anyway. So it would be something like that. And that's where the ad networks really come into play. Um, and so they help with the facilitation of delivering the actual ad, right? Because they have the relationships. They're the relationship people. They're the guys with the black books that know all the people and can get ads in that that much closer to being in front of the eyes that Target wants them to be in front of. Uh, so then the job is on the ad network to basically deliver the content as effectively as possible, right? And what kind of tools do they have for doing that? Ooh, they have tools. They have usually they have access to what is known as ad servers, and that actually now that I'm saying it sounds a lot more self-explanatory. It's just. A thing that serves ad or deli- serves ads or delivers. How do you ads. get your ad onto an ad server? Well, you have to upload a little bit of HTML code in a lot of instances, or you could just upload your picture. But then you're going to need a little click-through URL and an impression URL. And an impression, in case you don't know, that is how we kind of. That's what we do business on usually in mobile advertising. It's a primary metric. Primary metric. An impression is the same. Is a similar thing as somebody viewing an ad. Right, so it's like the eyes, the viewing is an impression. We charge it like a thousand impressions. CPM is one unit cost for a CPM. per millet. Millet, yes. Um, and so you want to generate a bunch of impressions, uh, but you need to be able to track all that stuff, and that's kind of the key to it. So you might say like, "Well, I see these ads all the time, but how do you even how do you even know that that's effective, or how do you even charge for that?" Well, that's where the tracking comes into play. The tracking is set up with the actual advertisement, so it's not just as simple as a picture. There's a bunch of other things happening in the background that are going to relay that information first back to the ad network, um, who then relays that information to the ad agency, and then the ad agency goes back to the primary client, if it's the brand, which is Target. They say, hey, Target, you know, um, 500 million people saw this advertisement, so we generated 500 million impressions. Now, an impression doesn't actually mean that someone saw the ad, which gets into viewability, right. which is a topic for a future episode, hopefully uh, involving... We're going to bring in an expert on that An one. expert. An expert. Because it's so tricky, you know? Just like, I mean, some people are happy about things not being 100% viewable as far as users are concerned, because you're on a webpage or a mobile website, excuse me, Um and, you know, you're looking at your content, and maybe you've been to that mobile website so many times that you know that there's a little ad, sneaky ad, sitting at the very, very bottom of the page. But you know you don't have to go all the way down there and look at it and be, you know, presented to. By Which it. would still count as an impression. And the, it could still the count. The advertisement was loaded. Perhaps. That would, that would be what's called a below-the-fold advertisement. Right. Because it's below most of the content. Understood. Yeah. So. so can I try to sum this up and you tell me if I've got it correct? You do it. A brand such as Widget Company A uh, wants to create an advertisement. They've got either an internal advertisement team or they outsource to a uh, 
to a designer who designs an ad, at that point, the uh, target has approved their mock and they contact an advertisement agency, the advertisement agency and target or widget company A, uh, figure out the terms, how many impressions they're looking to get or how many clicks depending upon the metric that they're using. And they, the advertising agency takes possession of the creative unit or the mock-up or uh, whatever you'd like to call it at that point. Then um, the agency needs to find out uh, or needs, needs to put that ad out there. Is that supply? Is that demand? What is that? That's demand. So they would contact the demand side of an advertisement network? Yes. And say, hey, I have this ad. I want to run it. Uh, and get a million impressions on it. The advertising network would say, well, you know what? We can do 500,000. Yep. And then you'd create what would be called uh, uh, a demand-side insertion order. Yes. And the advertising network would take the ball and run with it at that point. Uh, the advertising agency needing 500,000 other impressions would contact another advertising network or another advertising agency. Sure. Uh, and work out terms with them. Uh, that could happen multiple times, potentially. Maybe. Um, potentially. Not always. Right. Um, but it is a process that can happen. I've heard of um, The advertising network would then uh, put it out to their publishers, right? Yep. And to be clear, publishers are basically the same thing as websites, mobile websites and apps, mobile apps. Right? Yeah. Um, so either they have a, a one-on-one relationship with a parent publisher like a Disney Corporation or yeah. a large entity that has multiple sites like Gawker Media right. um, something or uh, you know individual relationships with very specific websites um, that have high traffic or are very targeted in terms of audience yes and then based on all the requests of the brand target widget company a whatever um, passed through the advertising agency provided to the advertising network, the ad would show up on publishers and two specifically targeted audiences based on all that information. And at that point, um, impressions or clicks or whatever the metric you're tracking on, uh, the ads show up. You get a certain amount of impressions or clicks, um, which are then reported back to the advertising agency or to the advertising network, then to the advertising agency, and then to the brand, usually in the form of what? Uh, Raw numbers? Um, nope, not raw numbers. Probably like a beautified report, something that uh, could rep- be represented in like a PDF document if it needed to be, or if you, you know, it could be in a an Excel document because there are actual numbers there. When you say beautified, are we talking like um, it's got pretty colors or uh, yeah, had some work done? <laughs> beautified is like uh, it's just so for the people you know at a higher level. Um, and maybe as far as a brand is concerned, they don't necessarily want to know all the trench work that was involved. They just want to know, bottom line, okay, like, you know, 10 million people saw this um, that were in Massachusetts, 5 million saw it in New York, and, you know, another 7 million saw it in L.A. So it's just like the basic stuff. But they make it look nice so it's a good presentation because that's the thing that little case studies and PowerPoint slides are made of. So we're talking pie charts, bar graphs, and heat All that, yeah. Mm -hmm. Got it. Beautified. Mm -hmm. Excellent. So that's how it works. So it goes from the brand down to, uh, you know, an agency. They go to ad network, ad network, 
goes out, finds the supply to meet the demand, and gets the advertisement in front of the users out there. Those are the people. All right. And that's it. I think that covers that process and yeah. also wraps up this episode. Yay. We Our did Our first it. episode, Our which first we episode definitely ever. recorded 100% in order. We've had zero practice. not 2016 right now. It's 2015. It must be, it's, what is it, November 2015? Yeah, definitely. It's before then, even. So, um, once again, you can reach us on Twitter, at Brendan Butts, at Mr. Chadwick, yep. at The Mad Podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Facebook, Facebook is Mobile Advertising Digest. Look us up or facebook.com slash mobile advertising digest. We want to hear your comments, feedback, requests for topics uh, or suggestions for topics. Podcast at mobilefuse.com. That's the email. Is our email. And I think that's it, right? Yep. All right. Look for a future episode on viewability with an expert. Maybe. Potentially. Yeah. Probably episode five or six. Just a guess. And that's it. All right, everybody. Later on. See ya.